Now, I don't know if that was either the best game or one of the worst games that I've seen this season. How do we give up six goals in two periods and then we score six goals in a single period, the final period of regulation, and yet we somehow still lose? And I, I don't know. It was intense. We have a lot to break down in this episode based on standings, based on player personnel. It, it's going to be a very, very jam-packed episode, so you might want to buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 12.22 a.m. Eastern Time, April the 21st, 2021 at the time of this recording. And what more can I say about the New Jersey Devils? All I can say is third period in game one of three against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And something else I could say is just too little too late and you cannot play the game uh for the most part behind so much otherwise it will come back to bite you and unfortunately the new jersey devils learned that lesson but still what an effort put up by new jersey despite giving up seven goals and despite falling behind six to nothing within the first 40 minutes of the game so if you hadn't checked out the last episode i basically did a crossover with uh, hunter of locked on penguins and we basically discussed how our team stacked up and i think he did mention at one point during our crossover that uh goaltending was going to be a bad thing for the pittsburgh penguins and that uh overall consistency on the defensive end might also be their downfall and boy was he right i mean seriously jari how do you give up that many goals in just one period like uh, i i know he's not to be fully blamed for what happened to the pittsburgh penguins Overall, the defense was also atrocious, and, you know, that that was just unacceptable by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes, they still get the two points, and a win is a win, and it won't come back to haunt them in the long run. But at the same time, you know, this still stings a little bit. You still got to be thinking about that. How do you give up six goals to the New Jersey Devils, a depleted New Jersey Devils team, to say the least? So let's talk about uh, some pregame notes for the New Jersey Devils. So obviously, Brat and Zaka are still out, and... According to Amanda Stein, both of them are slowly but surely working their way back to uh, consistently practicing. I think uh, Zaka is back to just doing some on-ice activities. Obviously, he's not been cleared yet to play. And we also need to talk about P.K. Subban because it's so funny because uh, back in February, I was talking about how P.K. Subban must have a strong immune system because he was one of the few New Jersey Devils players to not obtain the COVID virus during their outbreak and pause in action. But this time, it's caught up to him as he was placed onto the COVID protocol. So he is out indefinitely. I don't know if he has COVID. I don't know if he was around someone who had COVID. But albeit P.K. Subban, uh, I wouldn't expect to see him for the rest of the series for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, you know, there's that. And like I told you guys in the last episode, P.K. Subban was really carrying the offensive load. I know he's a defensive man, but, 
you know, in terms of points and in terms of goals, our last couple of games, especially against the Rangers, he was really carrying the offensive load for the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, there's another major blow. And if you need two major blows, we lost Ty Smith due to injury and also Mackenzie Blackwood. So what happened to them specifically? Well, let's do a little bit of a discussion, shall we? So in terms for Ty Smith, he sustained an upper body injury and he is listed day to day. So Hopefully he can appear in at least the third and final game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And he has appeared in all 44 games prior to this season. But this is the first set of games that he will be missing. So hopefully he can return sooner rather than later. And Hunter said he was really looking forward to seeing Ty Smith play because he was you just overall like Ty Smith has been exciting to watch this year. What more can we say about that? So another player that was out, as I mentioned, P.K. Subban, and he is also listed day to day due to COVID reserve lists. Also out for the New Jersey Devils, and this was probably another big X factor, it was Mackenzie Blackwood. So he skated with the team on Tuesday morning. So uh, it doesn't seem like his injury is all that serious, but he injured himself in the last game against the Rangers in which Lafreniere uh, hit him a little bit. So uh, hopefully uh, Blackwood is going to be okay. But you know, when I say that was a big X factor, like Scott Wedgwood just did not have it in this game. And Aaron Dell also didn't have it. Aaron Dell started to pick it up as the third period went around. But seven goals given up between those two respective players. And Wedgwood had to be taken out after the first period. Really should tell you something of how ugly this game was getting for the New Jersey Devils. It was looking like a complete and utter massacre. Like Rangers versus Flyers. If you know that, you know. So... Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. And let's update Zaka and Brat's injury status, shall we? Which is, I have absolutely nothing because they are still undisclosed and I have no idea when they're returning. Like I said, they're back to doing some minor on-ice activity, so hopefully they can be back sooner rather than later. I, obviously, I feel like if both of them were in the game, then I believe we would just have more offensive firepower and maybe we could have beaten uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of 10-7. to 7. I don't know. Like, you know, it's very possible. It was an absolute barn burner in that game. So if you missed the game and you need to know what uh, Lindy Ruff was putting up against the Pittsburgh Penguins, the same Pittsburgh Penguins that had to face the Sidney Crosby line, then here, let me tell you, Hughes at center, Kwokinen at left wing, and Sharon Govich at the right wing. So obviously that top line stays the same. Then we have Heizer at center for the second line with Studich to the right wing and Janssen to the left wing. And then McLeod at center, Wood left winger, uh, Bastion right winger. And then finally, we have Maltsev at center, Merkley at the right wing, and then Foot at the left wing. Which, by the way, I need to give Foot a shout out later in the episode because not only did he get his first point in the last game for the New Jersey Devils, he did something even more special in this game. And quite honestly, he's starting to make a little bit of an impact already. So, Hopefully, this is a sign for things to come, and I am looking forward to the future because, like I told you guys, I am a big fan of all of our young guys that are projected to do well at the Binghamton level, and obviously, Alexander Holtz will be joining the team really soon uh, in Binghamton, so that's going to be really exciting to, to talk about. And before we move on, let's talk about the defensive pairings for the New Jersey Devils, which was absolutely atrocious this game, but you know what? I'm not going to rant. I'm not going to rant, so... Uh, obviously you had Murray paired with Tennyson, then you got Siegenthaler with Severson, and then you got Butcher with Carrick because Carrick was added to the pairing of the defensive blue liners after uh, P.K. Subban was revealed to be placed onto the COVID protocol list. So, 
you know, there, there, there's what Lindy Ruff had to work with. So a depleted team that really put up one hell of a fight, especially in the third period. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But first, like I do in most episodes, I want to talk about the Mass Mutual East Division. And it is getting wilder and wilder and wilder by the day. So let's talk about the top two teams in the East Division, shall we? The Capitals and the Islanders, they both have the same exact record at 29-13-4 and four with 62 points. The Penguins, they have a record now of 29-14-3 with 61 points. So congrats to them for getting these two points, but we made you earn it. And now let's talk about the Boston Bruins. They are 26-12-6 with 58 points, and they just beat the Buffalo Sabres by a score of 2 to nothing. They were able to shut them out. And the Rangers, they're starting to slip a little bit as they just lost to the Islanders by a score of 6-1. to And now their record is 23-17-6 with 52 points. So if you're the Rangers, you really need to get on your horse quickly because the Bruins are starting to just run away with it with that fourth and final playoff position. And then the Flyers, uh, we've already discussed, they are out. They have a record of 20-18-7 with 47 points. But, hey, it was a hell of a run by them. And the Devils, according to Locked on Ducks, even though we've known this for a while. So, shout out to Jason Hernandez for just basically rubbing it in. I hate everything. Uh, he said now it's mathematically impossible for the New Jersey Devils to make the playoff spot. But we kind of already knew this like a month and a half or so. Like I, I basically been telling you guys our playoff uh, chances were zero then. So, you know, I, it doesn't come as a surprise. So our record, 14-25-6 with 34 points. And then there are the Buffalo Sabres at 12-27-7 with 31 points. So, yeah, things are getting very heated within those top uh, teams. And now it's just a matter of who's going to get that top seed now. And I think that's the narrative that's going on for the East Division. Because if you guys remember the overall discussion that I was having, which was who's going to get that fourth and final playoff position when it was looking close between the Bruins, the Rangers, and the Flyers. But I think it's becoming clearer and clearer that uh, the Bruins are just going to run away with that fourth and final playoff position and John Chick was telling me that the Devils need to help him out a little bit when they play the Bruins but I told him don't bite your tongue you know we've been struggling and uh, boy have we been struggling interesting fact we're on a seven game losing streak if you haven't realized I don't let that game uh, you know distract you from the fact that the New Jersey Devils are on a seven game losing streak and we've lost what like 10 of our last 11 or so it, it, it's been ugly it's been a, a very bad stretch our last uh, win was against the Buffalo Sabres uh, surprisingly because I was talking about how uh, we could have potentially lost that game as well and given Buffalo half of their wins at the time but you know luckily that didn't happen and the New Jersey Devils once again let's get back to what they were doing against the Penguins which was they were competing with the Penguins because like like uh, Hunter said in the last episode uh, the Penguins at this point are just trying to see if they could get that top seed in the East Division and like I told you guys it's a two-way tie for Uh, Position number one between the Islanders and the Capitals. They have the same exact record. And then you got the Penguins just one point below them. So, you know, obviously with a weak part of the schedule for the Pittsburgh Penguins, like I said, I projected them to win, you know, two or maybe even sweep this series against the New Jersey Devils in this case. But, you know, obviously, you know, with with how this game went, you know, there's a lot of speculation right now. So anyway, before we continue, I think it's time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from betonline.ag. So if you are a person who likes to take a risk and you want to bet on your favorite sports teams, you need to go to betonline.ag. 
They are the best betting online website in the entire market. You can bet on your favorite NHL games, NBA games, MLB games, whatever the case might be. If you've done it for March Madness, if you did it for the Super Bowl, if you've done it for all the other uh, passports that are now over, you will have a lot more fun with everything that's going on right now. So remember to gamble responsibly. And if you are not a sports person, make sure you check out some of their other options, including reality shows. So you should definitely give Bet Online a look. And if you use the promo code Locked On, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. Again, if you use the promo code Locked On, you will get a 50% welcome bonus so go to betonline.ag to place your bets and also check out our friends at locked on bets as they give their predictions for all the sporting events that take place within the nfl the nhl the nba and the mlb and also some college sports as well okay so uh let's talk about the game for the new jersey devils in which they were about to make a miraculous comeback so we already talked about the injuries. Zaka's injuries undisclosed. Ty Smith, upper body. P.K. Subban, COVID. And Mackenzie Blackwood, upper body. And I just uh, found some information about Jesper Brat, And apparently he has a lower body injury. So I apologize for saying that it was undisclosed. I should have just done a little bit more research in that regard. So, uh, yeah, we've talked about the injuries. We talked about the standings. And we overall talked about the narrative going into the game in which the New Jersey Devils uh, are now on a seven-game losing streak so we were just in need for a win but it was going to be very very difficult against this Pittsburgh Penguins team because like I said they're one of the top teams out east and they are competing for that top seed uh, for the playoffs but overall the New Jersey Devils we did put up a good fight but it was just too little too late so obviously I don't think we need to talk too much about what happened in the first two periods because for anyone who saw the game, I don't think you want to relive those first two periods because they were U-G-L-Y, just ugly. And like I told you guys, Scott Wedgwood got the nod to uh, replace Mackenzie Blackwood for this game. Unfortunately, he only lasted one period because he faced 13 shots and he was only able to save nine of them. So it was 4 nothing after period number one. It was absolutely an absolute nightmare. So I know that makes no sense, but it just goes to show you how bad it was. So he only saw 20 minutes of action and then Aaron Dell has to come to the rescue for period number two to try to help Lindy Ruff and friends. Unfortunately... You know, did he play better? Yes, but at the same time, he still let up two goals in period number two, and one of them was just a weak goal, and it just looked like the New Jersey Devils, it looked like we gave up, quite honestly. It just looked like nothing was going to go right for us, so Aaron Dell giving up two goals in period number two, it was absolutely ugly. We were down six to nothing, and the fact that the New Jersey Devils just put that game on their back and were just trying to make the miraculous comeback really says something about our potential, guys. I don't know what the case might be. So period number three starts, and 41 seconds in, five on three, Nico Heizer is able to score a goal. And then Sharon Govich is able to get another goal, and it's unassisted. Then Bastion scores a goal thanks to the help of Butcher and Wood. So there we go. We score three unanswered goals, and it looked like the New Jersey Devils 
were just trying to chip into the lead just a little bit. And then, obviously, Sidney Crosby scores his 18th goal of the year, which, by the way, uh, is Crosby your pick to win the Hart Memorial Trophy? You know, he has a case. That was his 18th goal of the year. So, obviously, it just looked like uh, the New Jersey Devils just looked like we couldn't do anything. So, the score was 7-3. to And then, remember, guys, I told you, Keep that top line together of Jack Hughes, Sharon Govich, and Quokinen intact and to start next year as well because guess what? Jack Hughes scored his 10th goal of the year. And who was there on the assist? Sharon Govich and Quokinen. And now I want to talk about Nolan Foote. He got his first career NHL goal. Like just uh, his second game playing, he already had a point. Remember, he helped out in Heizer's goal against the Rangers in our last game and so he scored his first NHL goal and he did it in style so foot took a cross ice feed from Merkley through the slot dropped to one knee and shot the puck against his body to bury a one-timer so foot has a deadly shot guys I've already alliterated on that like I've touched on it so many times and I've told you guys his stats and I told you guys what the scouts think of him so I think the New Jersey Devils uh you know especially with that snipe I think they're overall satisfied with Adam Foot's son so Foot now has two points, one goal, one assist in two career games already for the New Jersey Devils. So I think uh, Foot has solidified himself on this roster uh, for the rest of the year. And that is going to be my, I guess, mild hot take. I think everyone knows that Foot is going to be given a lot more chances, especially since we are a depleted team right now. So overall, the Devils were able to cut the score 7-6 to six on a goal within the 42nd frame, thanks to Andreas Janssen, after he stole the puck from Jari and uh, backed it off to the Penguins' uh, tender. So, you know, that was an intense uh, moment right there because we had pulled uh, Dell out of the game to get the extra attacker. And, you know, like I said, the final seconds were waning down and we needed to, you know, cut this lead and just try to score two more goals. And Janssen answered the call. He came up clutch. So interesting fact, or I guess this is not really a fun fact. It's more of a, you know, just a overall something you guys should know. So that was Janssen's first goal since February 21st, a stretch of 32 games if you need a reference. So he started this year with three goals in the opening 13 games of the year, all within a six game stretch. But he's gone cold ever since, guys. So I, I told you guys that uh, I was hoping to get like just just some sort of different production from Janssen. This has been very disappointing uh, showing from him in his first season with the New Jersey Devils. Like the Janssen that I was hoping for for the New Jersey Devils was the 2018-2019 Janssen when he had 20 goals, 23 assists for a grand total of 43 points. But I guess just overall, this isn't working out for him. But overall, you know, it's just year one. And I love Mango, so let's give Mango another chance. But overall, you know, I'm just saying, you guys, I I just expect a little more from Andreas Janssen. So in 45 games, he has four goals, six assists for a grand total of 10 points. So he's way off the mark from what I thought he could potentially do. So it's been ugly this year, and he's on pace to have career lows in everything, from goals to assists and uh, points, obviously. Like, you know, this is this is ugly, guys. This is not good for uh, Janssen, and obviously he only has one power play goal uh, this season. So, uh, yeah, not not really good showing from Janssen this season so far for the New Jersey Devils, but that's a discussion for another time, and hopefully he can just get the hang of it. So, 
obviously, you know, uh, the Devils were not really too happy with what was going on during the course of the game. Being down 6 to nothing, it was absolutely embarrassing. So, you know, they had to do everything in their power to just not let their fans down. And speaking of not letting down, you know who won't let you down? RockAuto.com. So first, I need to tell you guys the stories about chain stores. So chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park consumers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com everybody. So the second live read actually comes from a company called Blue Nile and they have an interesting offer. So 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure bring joy into her life, eh? So using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collector's features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. So, guys, you really need to get on that because Mother's Day is approaching. Maybe I'll get my mom something from BlueNile.com. So, anyway, let's talk more about what the New Jersey Devils uh, did right in this game, I guess. So, overall, they fought back, guys. That's all I could say. And like I told you guys, they were not too happy with uh, the overall result of this game and how things were going. So, Jack Hughes said in his interview, it's embarrassing to go down 6 to nothing in the NHL. Well, yeah, there's the understatement of the year. Six to nothing. Like giving up six goals, that's unheard of. Lindy Ruff said, we flat out need better goaltending. So I'm not sure if he's throwing shade or stating a fact, whatever the case might be. But overall, Lindy Ruff is right. We need better goaltending. And, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood, I know he didn't play this game. I know he he's uh, our go-to guy. But, you know, even he's having a bit of a down year. So goaltending has not been our friend this season, which is funny because... I really thought it would be one of our strong suits, especially after re-signing Blackwood to that three-year extension. So, you know, that that that's uh, something I agree with Lindy Ruff wholeheartedly. But the question is, how do you change it? So, obviously, Scott Wedgwood has had his moments, but in this game, he struggled mightily against a very strong team. And uh, Aaron Dell didn't really do much better. He's not really getting much reps as third-string goalie. So, you know, overall, I don't I don't know what else you could do, but, you know, all, all you have to do is, I guess that's uh, just a point of interest that you have to work on during the offseason. I know we lost Corey Crawford due to retirement, but 
overall, we, we got to fix something. So Mackenzie Blackwood needs to get better. He needs to make a full recovery from COVID. I think it's still bothering him just a little bit. I Don't shoot the messenger. That's just overall my opinion on it. So uh, Nico Heizer said, in hockey, you never quit. So he also said, I'm not a quitter. I'm going to play to the end. So like I said, just a hard-fought game for the New Jersey Devils. So that's something I commend them for. And obviously, the frustrations boiled over in this game. But uh, you know, seven-game losing streak. You know, I'm, I'm just reiterating with you guys: don't let uh, their valiant effort, uh, you know, distract you from the fact that they didn't uh, actually do well in just trying to break that losing streak. And hopefully, we can break in the next game because Jari was awful this game, and the defense was horrendous for the Penguins as well. If I recall, in his locked on now, I think Hunter stated that Chris Letang had his worst period of the season, and he's in contention for a Norris Trophy. Obviously, he won't be a finalist, but, you know, he's in discussion. It's sort of like what Ty Smith is with the Calder Memorial Trophy or what Mackenzie Blackwood was at the beginning of the year for the Vesna Trophy. You know, their names are out there, but you know they're not going to win it in your heart-to-heart. So, obviously, just a very, uh, very weak effort shown by uh, one of the top teams out east. So, like I said, it won't come back to bite them, but overall, you just expect a little bit of a better effort from uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, but you know that that has to ring some bells because it's just like you do that against the second worst team out east. You know, I don't, I don't know that 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 concerns me a little bit. So let's compare stats. So shots on goal, thirty to thirty-two. Penguins lead in that category. Faceoff percentage, fifty-five to forty-five in favor of the Penguins. Power play opportunities, the Devils one for four. Remember, I told you guys that uh, Nico Heischer capitalized on the five on three, able to collapse the defense and overall just strike first for the New Jersey Devils in period number three. So our captain giving us some life uh, when it looked a little bleak and the Penguins one for two in their opportunities. Uh, Hits 23 to 21 in favor of the Penguins in that category. Blocks 18 to 9 in favor of the Penguins and again giveaways 4 to 3 in favor of Pittsburgh once again. So overall this game... Uh, I don't know if you guys see my Twitter on Locked On Now. Um, you know, I, I said this was either one of the best or one of the worst games that I've ever seen in my uh, hockey watching, I, I guess, career, whatever you want to call it. Definitely this season. Definitely this season. Either one of the best or one of the worst games I've ever seen. So uh, if I have to rate this episode, I can't remember the last time I've done this, but if I had to rate this game, let's see. Um, Offense was there, so I like the fight. I'm going to give it a C- minus because we did fight back and we did pull almost pull off in a tremendous upset. But unfortunately, you know, we still let up six goals. Scott Wedgwood was horrendous. And the reason I'm giving them a C- minus and not like a D or an F, let's face it, guys, we were depleted. So, you know, we lost a lot of key guys, Brat and Zaka. Obviously, those are two of our main goal getters or, you know, play opportunity creators and not having them on the rink really does hurt us. Subban has been on a hot streak the last few games, and him not being on the rink also hurts us. And also Blackwood, our starting netminder, and obviously I believe he would have gotten the nod in this game, uh, not helping us at all. So I would expect uh, a goalie shift for, for both respective teams. I wouldn't be surprised if we see DeSmith and Dell get the nods for the Devils and the Penguins in the next game just you know, based on what happened to Jari and based on what Aaron Dell was able to do. Yes, Dell gave up three goals, but at the same time, it was better than what Scott Wedgwood was doing in which he gave up, like, what, four goals in just period number one. And interesting fact, this was the most goals scored in a period 
for a Devils Rockies Scouts franchise history, according to NHL Public Relations. The last time the Devils did that, in which they scored six goals in a single period, came on April 6, 1996, in the second period against the Hartford Whalers. Yes, we are that old in the history books, guys. The Hartford Whalers, they were dysfunctioned in 1997. So, you know, that's how old we are in terms of that record. So, obviously, it was um, it, it was a great achievement for the New Jersey Devils. But, obviously, you know, giving up seven goals and just, you know, looking like a deer in headlights, a, a chicken without its head, it, it, was, it was ugly. So, C-, I think, is fair for the New Jersey Devils. But let me know what you guys think. Overall, just a great effort and hopefully it carries over to the next game. I'm proud of Foot. I'm proud of the Hughes quoting in. And also Sharon Govich line. I'm proud that Janssen is probably, you know, starting to get back into the swing of things after not scoring a goal in 32 games. And overall, Heizer just uh, slowly getting back into it. A lot of positive takeaways. And hopefully we can get our guys back onto the ring sooner rather than later. Like I told you guys, we are depleted. But I guess it gives our younger guys more opportunities to just develop and grow. Because, you know, like I said, Brat, Zaka, Subban, Blackwood, all veteran players. So, you know, I'm sure it's time to give some other people a chance. And obviously, Ty Smith out, but he's a rookie. So, you know, uh, and, and Ty Smith has played in every single game prior to uh, this uh, injury that he sustained. But anyway, let me know what you guys think. Uh, thanks for listening. That's all the time I have for you guys today. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils!